Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. We have reached championship weekend. Welcome to TC Live as we entertain you for the next hour leading up to all the action down under. One big trophy has been claimed and another will be soon. Just hours away from the men's final. Here are the top stories of the day. Arena Sabalenka goes back to back. How she continued to crush the competition and where this win puts her among the greats. Plus, after doing what had never been done before, Yannick Sinner wants more. We'll break down the men's final between Sinner and Daniil Medvedev from every angle. And we may already have our shot of the year. It's the best of the best from the Fortnite in Melbourne. Strokes of genius, you've got to see to believe. Well, look at that. She is strutting. A dancing queen, Arena Sabalenka. It may be named after Rod Laver, but Sabalenka has made this her arena the past two years. The featured match today, a new men's champion, will be crowned later today. Yannick Sinner has come of age over the past two weeks, while Daniil Medvedev has found strength even he didn't think was possible. It is set to be a blockbuster inside Rod Laver Arena. As we welcome you once again inside our studio, Steve Weissman, Prakash Amitraj, Lindsay Davenport, John Wertheim with you. You were just seeing the end of Sabalenka's win on our Encore coverage. Gets it done for the second straight year, Lindsay. Yeah, pretty remarkable how she handled the pressures of being a defending Grand Slam champion for the first time. We've seen other players historically win a major, then kind of go away, maybe be satisfied, maybe not work as hard. Sabalenka has done the complete opposite in these last 12 months, and it was impressive, her level in Melbourne. Bit of a random angle, but she just got into the Tennis Hall of Fame. Two majors. She got to number one. She's been in the final of another major. This is really a very, very fine career, and it's blossoming the past year. The way, the way she's just been rattling through opponents. I mean, she only made it to a tiebreak once against Coco Gauff the entire time. Never really looked threatened all the way through. And to be able to do that, uh, Lindsay, you know better than all of us, over the course of a two-week period, managing the, the, the spirit, the emotion, all of that, and to still maintain that level and still stay within herself, picking big targets on the second serve returns, absolutely remarkable. Joins Lindsay and four others as the only players to ever win the Australian Open without dropping a set this century. So it's Lindsay's highlight. Let's get straight to it. Arena Sabalenka came in the heavy favorite against Zhang Qinwen, the only player who hadn't dropped a set all tournament, taken on a first-time finalist. And we talked yesterday, Steve, that Zhang had to get off to a quicker start than she did at the Open, but it was Sabalenka who was able to win eight of the first nine points. Zhang had a chance to get it back on serve early, but it was Sabalenka who buckled down, able to get off to a three-love and four-one lead. And she was cruising. She was free-swinging. She was free-flowing. She was very confident out there. And Jung, you constantly felt that she was having to react to the power of Sabalenka. More of the same in the second set. It was Sabalenka who was able to get off to the quick start. That helped relax her. Jung did all she could to try and hang in this final. 
hadn't played anyone in the top 50, and that really showed out here. The level Sabalenka was able to bring in this match was much higher than Jung has seen. And Sabalenka, she was going for her shots. She was also moving forward when she had the opportunity to serve as well. She had that shot under control this entire tournament, especially compared to where she was two years ago. She wins it for a second time. Impressive stuff. Look at that reaction. Utter joy for Arena Sabalenka, her second straight Australian Open title. That team, Anton, Jason, Andre, have been with her the entire way. Such a special moment. Amazing job that team has done to get her game <laughs> continuing to improve, but also calm her down and really stick with her through the toughest times of her career. Another trophy. Daphne in her arms yet again as we take a look at the final numbers. The serve was big. 32 of 38 points on the first serve she won, broke three times, saved all the break points against her. Let's hear from your champ. I'm speechless right now. I don't know how to describe uh, my emotions, but definitely I'm super, super happy and proud of everything I was able to achieve so far. And yeah, just happy with the level I played today. And uh, she's, she's a great player and very tough opponent. And I'm super happy that I was able to get this win today. Absolutely dominating from the start of the tournament all the way to the finish. How would you compare this year's title to the one she won last year? Well, I, I mean, last year, your first time is always your first time. To be able to come back and do it, having known what it takes to get there, it's almost a little bit more challenging in many aspects. Everyone's sort of gunning for you. You've had such a phenomenal year last year, so you've got to be able to back it up. Expectations can kill you. But I think she made it very simple on herself. She stuck to her guns. You see all her balls, even her errors and her winners, not going too far close to the line, picking big targets. I think she played really smart tennis within her big power game. Match before this tournament, she won three games, blown off the court by Rabakana, no momentum, and then she comes into this event as defending champion. What does she do? She absolutely runs through this draw. You can look at what she did. She didn't lose a set, only the fifth woman to do that. Congrats to LD. Back-to-back -back titles, the first player since Azarek. I think there's something instructive here. If we had had a discussion about Sabalenka 13 months ago, what would we say? Bit of a chaos merchant. She's got the yips on her serve. She grunts. She's got, you know, she, she's so emotional. She has really changed her career. And I think there are a lot of players could do very well to look at her and say, you know what? I can change my results. I can change my reputation. She was so composed for two whole weeks. That is not a conversation we would have been having just two years ago. Yeah, we were curious if she was going to be able to keep it together in this entire tournament. And you go back, yes, she won the Australian Open. Semifinals of Roland Garros last year, up 5-2 in the third match point, collapsed against Muhova. Up a set and a break, semifinals of Wimbledon, lost to Jabir. Then we saw her in that final against Coco Goff really get rattled by the crowd. I was expecting that possibly against Goff, who was really challenging her late in that first set. But something was different about Sabalenka here, whether it was the confidence from winning here last year or just a new mindset coming off the offseason where you know she works so incredibly hard. And she was ready. Emotionally, yeah. the best I've ever seen her. She was buttoned up. She was ready for the pressure moments when they did occur. She didn't have to have many of them because no, she, she was playing so well. Yeah. She really didn't. And I know Iga's number one in the world right now, but Arena Sabalenka, the only player to have made six straight Grand Slam semifinals, three finals, now two titles. And as we look at her road to this championship, Lindsay, there were no roadblocks. I mean, listen, Coco Goff, yes, made it challenging in the semis, but still couldn't take a set off her. No, Goff came the closest, 6-5, 30-love serving, but that's right when Sabalenka was 
able to kick it back in gear. Let's also look. She played three players in the top 12. So this wasn't necessarily an easy draw, and she was able to still get her way and, through and, it. And Dana Samova, who had beaten her at this event before. It's not just that she's... I mean, look, Coco's the only player here who pushed her to more than three games in a single set, but also the way she won those sets, early cushion, we saw that yesterday in the final, an early break makes it so much easier. I, I'm just really impressed by how buttoned up that was, and we always thought of her as this big slugger, she can hit anyone on the court, she can hit her way out of matches too. Her defense was really good too. This is a very complete tennis player all of a sudden. And no lulls. And no lows yeah. at all. I mean, look, even if you're playing great big tennis, you 6-3-3-1, maybe you give back a break, it gets a little tight, then you find a way to pull through. This was very clean all the way throughout. Her personality, we've seen throughout the past few years, is amazing. Last year when she won the title, put out a TikTok, said, everybody wanted to know what would happen if I didn't win. <laughs> that, was, that was classic. I that guess we'll never know. This is, this is this year's Part TikTok two, celebration. Much happier, much less drama this year. This is all happiness, it felt like this year. Not quite as emotional as last year. She's got a phenomenal team. They support her through the highs and the lows. They get her. And what do they get to do? They get to dance again in you, Melbourne. You know what? I bet, I bet they're still going. I bet they're still partying over there. Waiting for her to come out of her shell a little bit yeah. to, uh, to, to show some emotion. I mean, but, their, their team was dancing before the tournament even started. Yeah, on, right, on exactly, later. exactly. That was a great clip That's also. one of her things. That's one of her things. She got the moves on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Uh, she loves a good photo shoot. Cannot wait to see those as well. Yep. Last year had that dress going on on the river. Here are your recent champions. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of different winners. But now Arena Sabalenka back-to-back. First time we've seen that since Victoria Azarenka more than 10 years ago, John. Yeah, and you see, we, we've seen some double winners with Serena and Naomi Osaka, but then back-to-back Sabalenka. This always is an interesting tournament, just sort of who's going to come out of the gates hot. And I think it says a lot about your professionalism when, after an offseason, you can reset and play at the level Sabalenka has two years in a row now. Certainly a wonderful tournament, though, for Zhang Qinwen. First ever major final, and she will make her debut in the top ten at seven in the world. Yeah, and I think, you know, we'll talk a little bit about her draw. Didn't have to play a seed to get to the final. I think if you watch her play, this passes the eye test. She's athletic. She defends. Look at that last line in the small print. 54 aces. She was her tournament leader in aces. That's really significant. Um, I, I just think she comes away with her stock high. Top 10 player, the first Chinese top 10 singles player since Li Na. Big, bright future here, and I think this is a player we all ought to be watching very closely. Yeah, it was a huge tournament for her, a lot of steps forward. She got through some really tight matches, a tiebreak in the third earlier in the tournament. Only her fifth career final, so didn't really have the experience of playing in a lot of finals, especially a final this big. This will help her moving forward. Obviously, getting into the top 10 is a huge accomplishment for her, she leaves here so happy, so proud, but also knowing there's a couple things she still wants to work on, mm -hmm. and I would imagine even hungrier. So the next time she gets out there in a Grand Slam final, she's maybe a little more ready. Well, I'm, I'm curious how she responds after this, because when you make your first Grand Slam final, when you haven't even been close to that stage before, that's a, that's a big shock, not just to your, to your uh, uh, tennis, but to your whole world. I mean, when she goes back to China, she is going to get a lot of attention. She's going to have a huge welcome reception there. She's going to have all sorts of different endorsements, and your life changes. How can you combine that with what happens on the tennis court? But as far as what's happened on the court, We've seen some drastic improvements. I do agree, Lindsay. There's lots of things she can continue to work on. But she has those big weapons. At the top of the women's game, you know, the Rabakinas, the Shviantics, yep. the Sabalenkas, you need to be able to come with the noise. And she serves big. She can crash it from both sides. So I want to see how she continues to develop. Jim pointed out when she developed that serve at the end of last year, 
that made a huge step. What other little things can she continue to do? Yeah. We said earlier this year she was going to make the top ten this year. It's already happened. Yeah. We need January. to readjust yeah. our predictions for her. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe a major title in the future this year. Who knows? Obviously, Iga, the big favorite at Roland Garros, right. but Wimbledon, U.S. Open, you never know. Arrowing in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll talk more about Arena Sabalenka's big win on the show. We are just getting started here on TC Live. How about the men's doubles final? Would Rohan Bopana add another piece of history to his legendary trip down under? And the highly anticipated, often imitated, but never duplicated, best of the best from the two weeks in Melbourne, including what could be the greatest shot of all time. We're dancing on TC Live. Don't go anywhere. TC Live at the Australian Open is brought to you in part by Bet365, the world's favorite sports book. By Tennis Express, we deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And by National Car Rental. Go national, go like a pro. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on TC Live, a reminder to make Tennis.com your online information source throughout the season. Steve Tigner writes how the goats are humans too. And the baseline staff has the quote of the day. Download the Tennis app or visit the website. It is now time for the finals forecast with Fox Weather. Good day, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's meteorologist, Kiana Lewis, and here's today's Australian Open forecast. We do have plenty of sunny skies in Melbourne for today. Temperatures are going to be topping out in the mid-80s with that sunshine in place. Remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thanks so much. Still to come, guaranteed a first-time Aussie Open champion. Will it be the coronation of Yannick Sinner? Or the win that makes Daniil Medvedev a lock for the Hall of Fame? We'll discuss next. Mentally, I'm stronger than I was before this tournament because now I know uh, that I'm capable of some things maybe I thought I'm not. More lovable mayhem from Medvedev. And this Australian Open seems enchanted. You still have to show it. There are people who, who talk, but at the end of the day, you're going on the court and you have to play. It's sensational from Yannick. He is through to his first major final. I'm uh, proud and uh, looking forward to the final to, to give my 100% again. I'm looking forward for Sunday and let's see what's coming. Time to get fired up for this one. Our Tennis Express head-to-head. 6-3 Medvedev, but Sinner has won the last three matches. This is their first meeting in a Grand Slam, and Medvedev knows the task at hand. He's playing better than before. I think it started probably when he won Canada or something like this, but especially end of the season, he started playing 
whole different level. So if I want to beat him, I have to raise my level on a whole different level and try. I will try to do it. All right, there's one guy who's making his sixth major final and the other guy making his debut. We talk about this a lot, Lindsay. When you step on the court for your first major final, you don't know what to expect. No, I mean, we've seen historically some players absolutely freeze in that moment, and we've seen other players, yep, this is what I've been waiting for, and really embrace the moment and get a sense that that's going to be sinner. And there's just been something different about him in this last six or seven months that tells you, okay, this kid is ready to become a Grand Slam champion and ready to become one of the greats of the sport. You never know. And with Medvedev and everything that he's capable of and how well he's played here, it's pretty even going into it. Some of those wins that Sinner had at the end of last year, they were indoors. Mm -hmm. So a little bit different than you go three out of five sets outdoors. I think that might be a little bit of an advantage for Medvedev, but it just seems like for Sinner, he's been ready, he's been groomed for this, and he's ready for it. We talked about that first time Grand Slam finalists, and a lot of times they just kind of pop in out of there, out of nowhere. They don't know what the altitude is like here and so forth. But, Lindsay, as you talked about, I think he's taken every step that he needs to. He had that first final of a 1,000 in Miami. That was new. Then all of a sudden he adjusted. He settled himself into the top 10. He settled himself higher. He started having consistent wins. Now he's beaten Novak three times this first time at a Grand Slam. He picked up a 1,000 title. He just seems to be doing all the right things. He's hit every single check marker you need to. Hasn't skipped any steps. So it seems like this is the next logical step. But to your point also, Daniel Medvedev, when you've been there six times, mm -hmm. I mean, especially both on hard courts, three Aussies, three U.S. Opens, this guy is clearly a hard court specialist, no. No. As, he, as he talks about. So I think that's going to come out in ways that are sort of a little bit intangible. There's a quiet confidence about Medvedev, especially in these big matches. This is his sixth major final, all on hard courts. He's going for his second title, but the losses have come to Djokovic and Nadal, mm -hmm. and that's it. I do think this X factor is going to be how Sinner handles the moment. I mean, every other metric, right? I mean, he hasn't dropped a set. He's spent less time on court. He's had more time to rest. I mean, everything is sort of lining up very nicely for Sinner. But I just think Medvedev has a little bit of an edge. Part of it is his experience. Part of it is managing the occasion. I think you just have to kind of, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Sinner shows up. And sort of statistically, he's, he's been going great. Can he do it for a seventh? He's done it sixth very well. Can he win a seventh match? But I just have a feeling that Medvedev as chaos agent, as this sort of, I think Mark Petchy called him, the master of mayhem. <laughs> I, I think this mayhem that he's going through, whether it's five setters or whether it's playing till four in the morning, I think that actually kind of plays to his strengths. I think Medvedev, you know, we'll, we'll see what uh, the odds makers say. I'm, I got a Medvedev feeling, I got to tell you. Okay. Uh, Sinner has been a master over his last 20 matches. I mean, 19 and one, yeah. nine top 10 wins, including wins against Novak Djokovic and against Daniil Medvedev. You were in turn last year for the ATP Finals when we saw Yannick Sinner take on Daniil Medvedev. Yeah, he was exceptional, and he was able to use this shot on a fast court, which even Carlos Alcaraz struggled to do. He used the drop shot really well, which I think is a key shot against Daniil Medvedev. Look for that shot to come out today, pulling Medvedev forward. We all know how strong he is from the baseline. Second set here, Medvedev starts getting a little bit more aggressive, flattening out balls, stepping in a bit more, takes that set, but this has been a trademark of Sinner over the last sort of six months. Even after losing a tight set like that, there's no two, three, five minutes, ten minutes of being phased. He goes right back to the well, got off to a great start here, was able to get under the Russian skin. And of course, remember to have a bit of a trouble with the crowd, as he tends to do, but just absolutely no let up. Grease through, 6-1, third set. Mm. Improved his serve a lot, willingness to move to the net more, to of course counter 
Medvedev's deep return position, those were a couple things that led to this win. Same strategy today. I think he's got to also take stock of what is Medvedev going to do with his return. Is Medvedev looking to be more aggressive or is he going to back up and just try to make the return and then get into the rally? So as a server, you've got to be aware of that. He's got to really take good note of where Medvedev is standing, where he's hurting him potentially as well. Sinner has been remarkable in this tournament of really letting nothing face him. He's played a lot of different playing styles. Obviously, then when Novak was able to steal that third set and extend the match to fourth set, no panic, just went right back to work, crushing ground strokes. He's going to be the player who's looking to be more offensive. Mm -hmm. Can he keep that unforced error ratio, continuing to be so low, finished points off at net? Tough against Medvedev, but he was able to do it against Novak. Yeah, and that's the only set, John, that he has dropped the entire tournament as we take a look at what he's been able to do on the way to his first major final. Yeah, you look at just plowing through the competition. After two rounds, he was the only seed that hadn't dropped a set, kept it up. That match against Rublev in the quarters could have been tricky. It wasn't. And then we'll talk more about the Novak match. That's really the signature win, I would say, of his entire career, at least before this final. But, uh, yeah, it's been very impressive. And uh, even when he lost that set, he had won the first two, so had a little cushion there. On the other side, Prakash, I mean, look at Ooh. this. He's had to come back <laughs> from down two sets to love twice. You can look at that from both yeah, angles. Right. Look, again, getting the six Grand Slam finals, you know how to manage yourself through the two weeks. But even having said that, this is a lot of time on court to be able to go through a few five-setters. Count it. That's three five-setters that he had to go through. He had to go through four sets a couple of times, although he got that retirement early on. That's that's a lot of mileage out there. And he's not the kind of guy who's, you know, it's one, two, serve and volley kind of points. I mean, these are long, knockdown, drag-out points. So there has to be a little bit of a toll on the body. But... Um, but I do think the uh, the dog element in Medvedev <laughs> okay. is, is going to yeah, take right. over. Exactly. As, I mean, the adrenaline, the emotions, and and that not willing to give up the fight, which he has in spades, I, I think will supersede any kind of tiredness. Who's who's the bigger dog? Well, that's a that's a big question. Actually, I'd probably lean towards Medvedev okay. at this point. Okay. If it gets super tight, I just think Sinner's playing cleaner tennis. He has a bit more weapons. Lindsay, you talked about being able to utilize different elements. If Medvedev is returning a certain way. I think Sinner's comfortable serving volleying. I think he's comfortable going big on his second. He's comfortable doing more things than he used to be, which will, which will play a big role today. Yeah. All right. John, yeah, you, you said we were going to talk more about the Novak match. L let's do that right now because that was something yeah. special for Yannick Sinner to first take those two, first two sets in a way that we have never seen before at this event. Novak Djokovic coming into a semifinal. 10-0, 20-0 overall when he reaches this round. 10-0, 10-time champion. I mean, let's get the Novak stuff out of the way. Not his cleanest match. 54 unforced errors. Didn't even get to break point. Greatest returner uh, of, of all time. Uh, but, boy, Sinner just put so much pressure on him and did everything. Look, here he is at the net. This is something he's done really well at this event, using that length, knocking off that volley. Wins the first set. You say, all right, well, it's, it's Novak time. Time for a comeback. But... Another smothering set of tennis from Sinner. Again, a lot of errors off the Djokovic racket, but you give some credit to the opposition. Here we are. This is the third set tiebreak, right? So look at the score here. Comes in a little too close to crowd the net. Novak gets that topspin lob off, so we've got a very tight tiebreaker here. Again, on the threshold of the biggest win of his career. This is match point for Sinner, and what happens? Novak plays Novak tennis, prolongs the point, gets the error. Crowd starts to go crazy. Sinner tightens a tiny little bit. Novak senses it. Tiny window for Novak, the 10-time champion. He gets it, and you're thinking, Sinner's thinking, oh, my gosh, I've got Novak match point, and I blew it. What does he do in the fourth set? 
absolutely resets. More of the same, deep tennis, penetrating tennis, gets an early break to go up 3-1. This is him serving it out. This was just a comprehensive performance. More winners than errors, sort of out Novak, Novak. And the way he came back from that tiebreaker, like you said, Lindsay, that to me was the most impressive thing in this whole match. I don't know a lot of people that picked Yannick Sinner to beat Novak Djokovic at that stage. He absolutely met the moment. I know Djokovic said afterwards that was one of the worst Grand Slam matches I've ever played. At the end of the day, you still have to go out there and beat him, and he did it in incredible fashion as we take a look at what he's been able to do. Youngest man since Djokovic in 2008 to make an Australian Open final, so it has been a while. Four and two against guys ranked number one in the world in his first six. Only Rafa's been better at that, Lindsay. I mean... This kid comes in with a whole lot of confidence. He has to come in with a whole lot of confidence. He's earned that confidence as well based on his play and, and the great wins that he's had. He's a good junior player. There was always a lot of talk about him. And can we get him a little bigger? Can we get him a little stronger? You have to be that way now physically in men's tennis to be able to compete. He put in all the hard work. And the tennis improvement this last year has been extraordinary. We talk about, too, he doesn't necessarily conform with, with national stereotypes. This is the most sort of even-killed Italian player we've seen in a long time. But uh, this is as good an Italian player as, as we've seen in, in decades. And he's going for some history, too, on the Italian side. We saw Ber Berrettini came very close, got to a Wimbledon final. But it's been a long time since an Italian male has won a major. That even-keelness even that you're talking about, I, I think that's arguably his greatest strength. As he keeps moving up in echelons, and he's, he's such a big star over in Italy. I mean, you go around, he's, he's, on, he's on billboards everywhere. That's not easy to be able to manage, but I think the fact that he is so humble, it's going to stand him in really good stead, not just in matches like this, but moving forward. Mm -hmm. When he does have that big breakthrough and wins that first Grand Slam, which is inevitable, I think he win will multiple, it's, it's just going to allow him to continue that success without some dips that we see from players when they have that great big first, first win. Yeah, you've talked about the fact that he's checked off all the boxes on the yeah. way to this point. He is prepared for this moment. And for Daniil Medvedev, he's looking for his second major title. He's already gotten one at the U.S. Open. At one point during this match, he even thought, like, this was over. You know, Sasha Zverev was playing such great tennis this entire Australian Open, and he started off against Medvedev in the same way, able to break serve, able to dominate from the back of the court. He was the aggressor, and it was Medvedev who was just trying to figure out ways, how do I stay in this match? Zverev was finishing points at net, hitting winners from the back of the court. Zverev broke serve three times in that opening set, another couple of times in the second set. And Medvedev, we weren't sure. We thought he was getting tired. And Zverev played one of his best sets, hitting through his forehand. Medvedev just lost his eighth set of the tournament there to Zverev to go down two sets to love. But that's right when everything changed. All of a sudden, Medvedev started to hold more comfortably. He was able to win that third set breaker go on to the four-set breaker, and this was the shot of the tournament. A shank drop shot return <laughs> winner at five balls. Verb is actually serving up 5-4. Medvedev ends the fourth with st three straight winners. We play to five, and it's actually Zverev who hit the wall physically in this match, and midway through the fifth set, Medvedev finally got himself a lead. Zverev started to melt down, and it was Medvedev who was able to pull through, didn't face a break point in the final three sets. Huh, incredible. I mean, he said, I was getting tired. How about that karma? Karma right there. He, he knows what this meant. And so he changed his game plan, got more aggressive. The points got shorter. He was able to stay on court for four hours, come through once again to win after going down two sets. Ned the man indeed, Prakash.
Six of ten last hardcourt majors. Finals are better. That is just absolutely astounding. And John, you point out if it's only Rafa and Novak who've taken him out, I mean, you really got to look at him as the as the favorite here. But uh, 72 wins since the start of 23. About as consistent a performer as it gets. And that's with Novak Djokovic being on tour as well and, be, and being the world number one in winning majors and obviously you know, winning every single Australian Open until this year. I thought it was interesting. We heard at the beginning of this segment, Lindsay, when Medvedev said, mentally, 100% I'm stronger than I was before this tournament. Now I'm capable of some things maybe I thought I wasn't, that throughout the past two weeks he's actually gotten even stronger. Yeah, he spoke about it in his time in the offseason, how he challenged himself emotionally to maybe do a couple of things differently on the match court, and he has. We haven't seen him lose his temper quite as much, maybe one or two <laughs> little times in Melbourne. But, you know, there's been matches in the past where he's yelled at his coach so much, his coach has left the stadium. You know, he's gotten rattled with the crowd and has let them have it. He's really compartmentalizing emotionally much better at this major. Not sure he would have come back from two sets to love down a couple of different times, maybe in year past he's also seems to have matured quite a bit out there what was that word you used uh quoting uh medvedev that he denies using karma <laughs> i i wonder if there isn't something with him where he says look i had to play till 3 40 in the morning that you know, sometimes it's like flying to europe in the middle of a tournament flying i mean it totally messes with you he recovers he gets back on track he's had these five setters he's been down two sets to love and he's mm -hmm. recovered I wonder if there isn't something in the, I mean, you tell me, in sort of the mentality of a player, this was meant to be. Hmm. Could be. I'd say, I think back to one of the matches in the last couple of years in the NATO finals where Medvedev all of a sudden just started serving volley out of nowhere. He just started busting it out because he felt like that's what he needed to do. Yannick Sinner has won the last three matches against Daniel Medvedev. Daniel Medvedev is one of the smartest, most intelligent yeah. guys we have on the tour out there. So I think he's going to come in here and he's going to really bring some different stuff. He's not going to just play the same game and hope it goes well today. So I'm very curious to see the new elements that we see from him that all of us aren't even expecting. Right. Meant to be. I don't know. I think both sides kind of feel like this was meant to be yeah. for them. It'll play out. Live drama. We cannot wait to see it. You think we've covered this match from all angles? No, we haven't. The bet 365... Match odds still to come. Who's favored to win this thing? And we've got our best of the best from the Australian Open. Shots, you just got to witness. Otherwise, you'll say, no way that happened. Welcome back. A reminder, the world's top men and women return to Tennis Paradise in Indian Wells, California for one of the sport's marquee events. Can Carlos Alcaraz repeat as men's champion? Do not miss complete first ball to last ball live coverage of the BNP Paribas Open on Tennis Channel with daily bonus coverage on T2. All the action begins on Wednesday, March 6th. Incredible! Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's an amazing point. That's just big hitting there. Mark that down for best of the best. All right, we had some good ones at number five, Lindsay. How about Coco Golf? Well, we always get some hot shots from Coco based on her speed, her court coverage, and her great hands showing off the wheels there and still being able to flick this one cross court. Okay, that's number five. We'll give her that. Hands. Cuppage there. The winner. Beautiful. We love that at number four, young Mira Andrieva Prakash. Well, we've been saying get him queen for Queen Young, but uh, we might be saying this about Mira Andrieva pretty soon here. Check this out. Didn't give up position, is able to reflex it back. Looks like she uh, 
She knew exactly what she was doing. Isn't that right, John? Good effort from Craig. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure what happened with that overhead and the retrieval. Now I'll just walk to the chair. But, uh, good I'm shot out. for the exactly. I'm going to my bench. I admire the shot. All right, we're at number three. We've got a little doubles action. How about Yannick oh, Hoffman? Watch that. You think Yannick Sinner is the only shot making Yannick, guys? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Don Cooper went to Tulane. And where did the guy in the purple go to school? Prakash. Kids a Trojan. Oh, Kids a Trojan. Go. Look at that shot. I love how Cooper is wow. still in this point. Oh, wait. It's not yeah. over. I got to keep exactly. going. But look at those hands. All frame. Ooh. All frame. All frame all day. That's all you need. <laughs> at number two, LD, Carlos Alcaraz. Carlos always is a hot shot reel. This one, let's go oh. around the post. We got a singles post. It's a little easier to do this than some traditional courts, but nonetheless still difficult. But he places that perfectly. See the smile from the opponent? That's always a good sign. That's marvelous. But at number one, this could be the best shot of all time for Gosh. Uh, I had to watch this about uh, six or seven times the first live eat. How do you stop the momentum as you're getting to it? This is a brilliant view right here. All that momentum forward, he almost has to pull himself backwards. It still uh, gets it done. Within the rules, right, John? In the rules, broke the plane, but did not touch the net. That's I've never seen someone <laughs> save a point where the ball was bouncing on one side and coming back to the other. That was remarkable from Sitsipas. Full, full speed going yeah. forward. You almost have to start reversing in order to just stop. Right. Remarkable. We were saying, though, what, what if he had hit that into the opponent's net? Does he still win the point? Yeah. Yes, he does. Exactly. I've actually right. seen that before. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's, uh, wow. With the body control. I mean, you, you don't think tennis players are athletes. Racket show, control. Show that point. And you know what? Also, all these players these days are used to sliding. He somehow was able to just pick his feet up there and not go into yeah, right. a natural slide. So much uh, yeah, uh, thinking in the, in the moment. We often get shot of the year early yeah. in the yeah. season, and, and that, that's probably going to hold up. That's, that's got to be up there. That's going to be up there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, I guess, you look at the point like Miami. We had a spectacular point there. But it's got to be locked down top three for the yeah, year. Yeah, right. uh, incredible. You rarely see anything like that. But... There was another shot, John, that we saw in mixed doubles that was insane. Kind of like the Al Alcaraz point, but I don't know. I think even better. We love that. Uh, oh, God, look at that. That's uh, Jan Zielinski of Poland. Look at this. This is like miniature golf where you've got to hit it in the hole, but you also can't hit the windmill. Look, avoids the ball, kid. That's first. He got there and slapped around the post. Yeah. Um, A doubles post. Yeah. Exactly. Even less room to hit through. You had about you had about really? three different obstacles there. I mean, you, you're looking at the, <laughs> like a, the, ch the chair umpire's chair, the ball kid, the post, as you said, John. Gosh. Threads the needle. Nicole Melikar, we are not yeah. worthy. Too good. Uh, <laughs> you win. Right, right uh, in between the umpire chair, the ball kid, everything still got it in. I don't, that's top five to me. Oh, we, we were joking. We said, you show that highlight from the beginning. Say, oh, it's... You know, chase away. She's amazing. She's a great shot maker. It wasn't even her that hit that. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot of obstacles to making that shot. He did not hit the ones he shouldn't have hit. He hit the ones he did. Well, let's add a degree of difficulty, too. Zelensky, yeah. he's got a two-hander. There, you just slap that thing with one hand. Right. It gets even, better and better. Even mm -hmm. tougher. And they went on to win the mixed doubles title. So, even impressive better. stuff. Point. Uh, yeah. More shots to come in February. Look what we have for you, because the tennis never stops here on TC. Wow, where do you want to go, Steve? Well, I mean, Rafa's coming back in Six. Doha, February 19th. Naomi Osaka's coming back in the women's Doha, February 12th. Yep. And pick a continent, guys. Yeah. Peace.
Look, look bottom right too. Good to see a couple of events uh, coming to the U.S. as well. This this sport, man. You gotta love that Los Cabos Acapulcos. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you that's gotta love you that swing. <laughs> I'd go to San Diego. The price is right. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it locked and loaded on Tennis Channel. When we come back, it is our doubles report. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. This spring, Tennis Channel will once again bring you extensive daily live coverage from Roland Garros. Iga Sviantek looking for a three-peat on the clay. Don't miss any of the Grand Slam excitement on the Terrebat 2 in Paris beginning Sunday, May 26. Maybe Arena Sabalenka will get her third major title. She just tweeted, still can't believe it. A little pat to the head of her trainer, Jason Stacey. How about back-to-back -back titles at the Australian Open for Arena Sabalenka? Just dancing backstage. <laughs> <laughs> back. So here's your updated ranking. She's still number two, Egan number one. You got the two Americans, Lindsay at three and four. What do you think of the top ten? Uh, it's really shaping nicely so early in the season. Great to see two Americans into the top four with not a lot of points to defend coming up for those two. We'll see if we see Muhaba back on the court anytime soon. So many injuries in her young career. But Sabalenka is going to look to make a push now to get to number one. Wants that back from Sviantek. So look for her to keep trying to build on her second major. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was really special what she said after her father passed away. And th yeah. their goals when she was still 25 was to win two majors and to get to number one in the world. They accomplished all those things now. Yeah, so hard when Sharpie. she lost her father a couple oh, yeah. years ago and really emotional when speaking about that. So good for her because that's something that she has talked about before. It's not always easy to put that out there, still achieve it. Yeah, and I know Prakash, she wants to get back to number one. She's not satisfied at two. No, she's certainly not. And, and now, there, you know, Lindsay, as you talk about with her just being so much more grounded emotionally, I think it puts her in a much better position to go after everything she wants. When you have all that noise around you, and look, she's been pretty open about it. I mean, with the double falls, she, she would laugh, she would cry. You know, she was a little bit all over the place. But when that noise goes away, all of a sudden, you can make better decisions out there. You can make better decisions on the court. You can make better decisions off the court. And um, it's kind of scary the way she ran through this tournament, barely going past 6-3 in any kind of set. I mean, she's the kind of player who can do this on any surface. So what's this going to lead to? Because it looks really good on her, this kind of tennis. I, I like your point, too, that uh, for all the success she's had, that's also been tinged with disappointment. I mean, she can play on clay. She had match points to get to the final of Roland Garros. Couldn't quite convert. So... For all her success, as close as she is to number one, there are still some moments that must motivate her. How she will bring these two majors she's won in the last 12 months, how she'll bring that to bear next time she plays deep in a major will be really interesting. You talk about she's already a lock for the Hall of Fame. She also has Grand Slam doubles yeah. titles to her resume. Speaking of which, it is time for our world-famous right. doubles report. Rohan Bopana. He just got to number one in the world for the first time ever at 43 years old, Prakash, looking for his first Grand Slam title in men's doubles as well. Well, the young man felt destiny was in his corner, and it certainly was. He was all over the place in this first set, in the breaker. That backhand return is probably his most improved shot over the last 20 years since he first came on the tour. But I, I think the biggest area has really been his mind. He's really been able to just sort of expand all of his limits, sort of believe that he has none. Have to give a lot of credit to his beautiful wife, Supriya, who he's talked about so much as being a huge part of his success. And uh, more than that, what a way to end it. 
and he gets to do it in front of both his ladies, his wife and his beautiful daughter, Trina. So special, so inspiring. Let's hear from Bobes, who, who tells more behind this story. I know a couple of years ago, I sent her a video message where I said, I'm going to call it a day because I was not winning matches at all. And I went five months uh, without winning a match. And uh, I thought that was going to be the you know, end of uh, my, you know, my journey. But uh, you know, I think that perseverance and uh, inside me, I think, just kept me going and uh, you know, really changed so many things. And I found a wonderful partner to get me to all the laurels. So thank you guys so much. Uh, love you all. And thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Anything is possible. When we come back, guess what? We're breaking down the men's final from another angle. Who's favored to win? It's our Bet365 match preview. You might be surprised. Welcome back. Don't miss a new series on T2. Good Trouble with Nick Kyrgios featuring the Aussie star in revealing conversations with top figures in sports, entertainment, and tennis. In the next episode, Nick sits down with sports journalist Jamel Hill, premiering Wednesday, February 7th, 7 p.m. Eastern, streaming on T2. Time now for our Bet365 match preview. It is the men's championship, and Yannick Sinner, big favorite, minus 300 odds. That means you could bet $100 on Medvedev and win 240. John, what do you think about this? Seems awfully high, right? I mean, who, who's the higher seed again? Um, you know, I mean, these algorithms and, and betters in general put a lot in momentum. So the fact that Sinners won their last three matches, the fact that he comes into this match in better form, I think that probably weighs heavy. But that seems awfully high in Sinners' favor, does it not? Is he a 71% favorite well, to you? Well, that does right. seem too that, high. high. I mean, we that's talk about, why the last three times they played yeah. and how he has only dropped one set this way. But as you said, there's something with Medvedev. All these hardcourt majors, they were right yesterday. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. seem totally accurate. It's a bit off. I mean, I think at that price, you know, you can, you can definitely throw something down on Medvedev. But, look, I, I still think Sinner's going to come through. Um, um, that's, that's minus 300. That's, that's hefty. But, uh, but, no, I definitely think Sinner's going to come through. I actually wouldn't even mind giving up the four-and-a-half games and, oh, to, and oh, taking really? Sinner, giving those four-and-a-half Really? Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we were talking, I mean... In the last match, it was five yeah. and a half, and literally right. one by five. five. Exactly. So <laughs> they, someone, they Vegas is undefeated. Exactly. That, that, that is a certainty. They know what they're doing. Uh, one edge for Yannick Sinner could come from the way he's preparing for this match, Prakash. I want you to take us behind the scenes in the gym with Yannick Sinner. What's going on here? Well, here, first you got to do the rabbit hop, which he did first. Now he's just working on the mobility of the ankles. And this is, uh, well, see, now that we, didn't have, we didn't have that 15 years ago. We didn't have that. We definitely didn't have this. Um, Fast twitch? Uh, fast I, twitch. Think the, I, think, I think the music is working great. He's working. Look, you notice he wears ankle guards, too. So he's absolutely... What? Now, 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 goodness. The frog. Now, goodness. <laughs> what are you... What is this? What are you calling uh, this? That's a relic from a scheme. That, <laughs> that's impressive. I, there's, oh. There is less Hard, than... Harder than it looks? Less than zero chance I could do that. That doesn't you, look hard? Oh, my God. Weissman, what? That looks so You're hard. in that position. Do you know the muscles you have to be able to activate to be able to lift from there? Harder than it looks. Wow. Right. That what is are they? brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. <laughs> As we enter the social net, how about Didi DeGroote? Historic win wow. in women's wheelchair tennis. Draws even with Hall of Famer Esther Vergeer. Now 21 Grand Slam singles titles in women's wheelchair tennis, John. 
Republic. Yeah, move, move over Czech Republic. You want a real hotbed? It's the low country. Um, boy, the, the Dutch wheelchair tennis. And wheelchair tennis has really had another strong event. Competition grows up. The crowds are getting higher. I mean, this is really sort of a special component of tennis. Maybe we don't talk about it enough. But Didi de Groot, yeah, this is uh, move over Novak. Uh, we've, you've got a challenger here. That's pretty impressive. 13th straight major title. Are you <laughs> kidding me? It is remarkable. That's pretty actually, good, right? give the USTA a lot of credit. At last year's US Open, they actually had a junior wheelchair competition, which was amazing to see. So I'm hoping that all the majors are also going to add the juniors because it, it is just an awesome event to watch, and Didi is a legend. Anyone a anyone that continues to show us that impossible is nothing is just something that we, we desperately need. You know, it, it really doesn't matter what, what field it comes in. That's just the most powerful message that we can, we can all get, and uh, she just keeps doing it over and over again. That's awesome. 13 straight major titles, <laughs> six in Australia. <laughs> Didi DeGroote certainly is Didi DeGreat. Didi the greatest. If she keeps on winning, we'll find out. When we come back, it is prediction time. Who is going to win the men's final? Kosh, Lindsey, John, they give their picks. Don't go anywhere. said she didn't want to be one of those players who wins a Grand Slam and then fades away. Nope. She is not. Back-to-back -back Australian Open titles. Feeling it there in Melbourne. All right, 15th TC Live, John. It is your final stat of the day. All right, start with a uh, hat tip to Jordan Leesky, who's getting great job in the truck helping us out with, uh, with these here. You, you every green eggs and ham yep. Lindsay has. Uh, on a train, on a plane, everywhere. Look at where these two guys have met in their nine meetings. All over the place. In Europe, in North America, in Asia. Now they are meeting in Australia. These are all finals as well. So uh, well-traveled, a lot of texture to this head-to-head. -head. And speaking of worldwide, as I understand it, Worldwide Prakash may have a stat of his own. Well, I don't want to jump on, on your, your stat of the day, John, but I thought I'll throw out my own little stat here yeah. today. Champions are able to go 30 days strong. But when you're a champion of champions, you go 31 days Amazing. in a row strong. And that's what the kid Ooh. did here, championing us through all these shows. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw you on December 28th. I see you now. <laughs> and you, you've been going the whole way through. Y'all make it easy. Make it, when, I, when I'm with my friends talking tennis, I can go 31 more. Not, Not a more. day off. Not a day off. Impressive. Wow. And, and you've still been able to get in your hot yoga and all the workouts <laughs> you need to do, right? I've been inspired by, by, by my friends here. Obviously, I'm doing your workouts now. I, I was at home the other day just eating straight ground turkey. I was like, well, it's Prakash That's right my here. Guy. Even, the, <laughs> even the traffic on the 405 can't keep you down. Can't no. keep me down. No, I appreciate that. But no, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm grateful to be here. What I say at the beginning of the year? I don't have to. I get to. Come on. And that's exactly what Come it on. is. Men's final, Yannick Sinner, Daniil Medvedev, 6-3 for Medvedev. We've talked about it, but Sinner, he has won the last three and has only dropped one set this tournament, including a win over the 10-time champion, Novak Djokovic. Now, there is a big difference, Lindsay, when it comes to the time on court. Because yep. Medvedev Ooh. has had to come back. He, he's played three different five-setters. So behind us here, you oh see Medvedev. Goodness. You can't even Man. see it so it's long. Big oh 20 hours and 33 minutes for Medvedev. 
about 15 hours for Yannick Sinner. Yep. We were just saying, it, it's got to catch up to you. It has point. to catch up, I think so. But I think that's why Prakash and I, right? We're going with Sinner. Lindsay, you and me. Oh. We're it's, a it's team you and here. Me. It's We're you and me team. over here. No, yeah. it, it, there's no question that has to catch up at some point. Yes, they added that extra day, but both these two started a little bit later. Yep. Or ex excuse me. Medvedev did. I, I don't know. I think he's going to be a little tired out there. I think. I don't know. It's a close one. But we're going with Sinner. We're, we're going with Sinner. I, I think tennis-wise, even if both are completely healthy, feeling great and energetic, I still think Sinner is just, it's his time. He's playing better tennis, has a few more options. But um, that's, that's got to play a few yeah, percentage points in there, right? Did, What's your counter? Did you see how Medvedev signed the camera the other night? I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, I need sleep, but whatever. And I kind of feel like <laughs> that's the mode. Um, <laughs> it's the dog. It's the dog in it, John. I can rest on Monday. I can process it on Monday. I, you know, I feel like either Sitter's going to run through him 2-2-2, two, 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 or we're going to have a really close, tight match, in which case I give the edge to Medvedev. I'm thinking Medvedev. I'm yeah. with you, John. I'm with you. Oh, like, listen, he's, he's done. He, he's a Grand Slam champion. He's gotten through everything. He says, mentally, I'm even stronger than I've been before. Listen. Yannick Sinner could win, absolutely, but I'm just making so that So you're pick. hedging there. Uh, well, it's a final, of course. A little hedge there. I just said all that nice stuff about you to everybody, <laughs> and then you go going to pick against me? We'll talk about this in Indian Wales, Vice President. We can text oh. about it later tonight, but listen. <laughs> There will be an answer here, right? I mean, there, there will be a right answer in about... Uh, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes. It's been a fun 15 days here on Tuesday. Yep. A lot of people behind the scenes to thank that have been with us every single day. Yep. Our producer, Mark Huska, our director, Chris Castro. You mentioned Jordan Leesky on graphics. He's been here all 15 days. Sefer Turk has been here all 15 days on the EVS machine. But everybody on camera, makeup, everybody behind the scenes. Team effort. It's, yeah, it, it, it takes, takes a village, takes a village uh, absolutely. to bring 100%. us here right now. But uh, it's been a pleasure, as always. And enjoy the men's championship. Prakash, you're just getting started, though. This is like day two for you. I'm, I'm just warming up. I'm warming up. We're doing shifts over here. <laughs> Do not forget to catch Brett Haber and Paul Anacone Sunday at noon Eastern for your encore coverage of the men's final between Yannick Sinner and Daniil Medvedev. But for John Wertheim, Martina Navratilova, Jim Courier, Lindsey Davenport, Prakash Amitraj, our entire team, I'm Steve Weissman saying so long for today's TC Live. The tennis rolls on right here all the time.